Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is Changing the Game in Revenue Growth, presented by SAP, the best-run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to shake up the status quo. In light of findings that 74% of all B2B and B2C buyers do their own research online before making a purchase, it's time for you to better understand how your customers make their purchasing decisions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Yes, indeed. Bonnie with the D. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the Game Changers, this is where the best run, so you are in the right place. Let's see what the buzz on the street is today. I have quite an interesting quote from a gentleman named Joel York, Y-O-R-K, just like the city of New York where I come from. His website is chaoticflow, chaotic-flow.com. Here's the quote. Listen up. This will set the stage for our talk today. He says, a new species of B2B buyer has arisen that is more connected, more impatient, more elusive, more impulsive, and more informed than its pre-millennial ancestors, unquote. If that isn't a packed quote, I don't know what is. We're talking about this new breed of buyer. And what does this all mean? Well, their customer journey is different than you may be used to back in the day. And back in the day wasn't that many years ago. It's not linear anymore. They're doing their homework. They're doing their research. They might get to you in the last 20% of their customer journey. What does that mean for your business? Well, it means you need a new marketing plan. Yes, I know. You've probably redone it so many times. You've got to deal with them as a multifaceted buyer. They're also an individual consumer. If you ever ignored that fact, you can't anymore. They're all over the place in channels. They're sourcing information. They're consuming information. You need to be where they are, understand their pain points, and find them along their journey and appeal to them, have a relationship with them, be relevant to them. Oh my, it's time to rethink your marketing plan. So that's our topic Today is the new modern B2B marketing plan. I have three experts on the line with me from all over the world, and we're going to help you figure out what you need to do. So let me just briefly introduce them with their name and their company, and then we will start with their opening quotes. First up, we're welcoming a newcomer. He goes by the two letters for his first name, GL, last name Hendricks. He's a senior consultant with Chirp. PR, I always want to go chirp, chirp, and we have had some of his colleagues on the show before. Welcome to GL. Joining us is a returning guest, Rob Levin from RSL Media. Also, he goes by Speak SMB. Rob is joining us again. We're happy to have him back. And then rounding out the panel is another newcomer, Lucy Thorpe. She spells her name T-H-O-R-P-E. She's the head of social media and content creation at In cloud solutions. Welcome to my esteemed panelists. Let's go around the table now to GL Hendricks who has sent us a quote from George GK. I think GL found GK because they both share this propensity toward two initials for their first name. And by the way, George GK Kufalis is very hard to find online, GL. He is not on Wikipedia. He is not on IMDb. He's almost impossible. Talk about elusive and the the quote you sent me, the dream is free 
free, but the hustle is sold separately, is the title of his autobiography. Anybody wants to go look him up, good luck with that. He has a 21-day blueprint to reprogram your philosophy, to drive new actions and deliver desired results in your life, whoever you are. So again, the quote is, the dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. G.L. Hendricks, welcome to Game Changers. How are you today? I am fantastic. Thanks for having me, Bonnie. We're delighted. You're very far away again. If you could come a little closer, whatever okay. you're doing. Yeah, that's better? much better. Okay. Talk to me about this. Talk to me about the quote. I, I want to put it up in headlights somewhere. I want to put, put disco lights around it and look at it because it just seems to describe so many things in today's world. So tell me how you picked this, please. Look, it does. I, I, I picked it because I think it speaks to so many people and it spoke to myself in going out and finding out what your dream is and living it. We all have a dream, whether we're living our current dream and our best lives or we're wanting to. The dream is free. The hard work begins with a hustle. And you've got to get out there every day, twice a day, three times a day, four times a day, and work and learn, right? And always be an avid learner so what you're putting forth into the world helps others. What you're putting forth in the world makes a difference. What you put forth in the world is a game changer that you are doing something and hustling, right? Everyone can sit around and dream big, but those who are successful are the ones who, and it doesn't matter if it was 100 years ago, 1,000 years ago, 100 years in the future, 1,000 years in the future, the folks of us who are hustling that are out there learning, growing, giving advice, taking advice, putting a product out there and hustling are going to be the ones that are succeeding. And I think no more, there's not a better time than in today's world, the connected world, that you can learn and hustle from anywhere in the world. You're not confined to your street corner. You're not confined to your country. You can do it across the board and really make an impact and drive change globally. That's why I love that quote. Thank you. It, it just seems so... It, it, the hustle is the is the part, right? It, that's the yeah. the the value of what companies bring to the table, bring to the, this Absolutely. big table called social media. Is as as I mentioned in my opening, jail. Are you relevant? Are you there? Are you at the right part of their journey? Do you have a relationship with them? Can you appeal to their sense of humanity? Them as yeah. an individual who works for it's. It's not easy at all. So we're looking forward to picking your brain. I know you have a lot Absolutely. of thoughts on this. And thank you so much for joining me. We're just delighted to have you. And shout out to your colleagues at Chirp PR. We'll talk later about how the company got its name. It just keeps reminding me of Twitter. I want to say tweet, tweet with Chitter and chirp, yep. chirp with tw- yep. Thank you. Forgive me for that. And then now let's move on around the table to Rob Levin at Speak SMB and RSL Media. And Rob has sent us a quote from David Meerman Scott, an American online marketing strategist and author of several books, including The New Rules of Marketing and PR. And Scott's ideology, The New Rules, is that marketing and PR is vastly different on the web than in mainstream media. We're going to talk about that. And Rob, I'm going to read the quote now, but I have to tell you, Lucy Thorpe, our next panelist, has a personal story about David Meerman Scott that I promised she could tell when I introduce her. So that's just a, a cue to Lucy to listen up. So the quote is, educate and inform instead of interrupt and sell. Rob Levin, how have you been? I've been terrific since uh, I guess it was earlier this month uh, that we last spoke. Yes, it was. And I'm looking was. forward to, on Thursday, I head down to New Orleans for my 25th year of going to the jazz festival so really looking forward to that 
How exciting. We'll find out more about that. And when you give us your favorite drink today in the um, the up close and personal part of the show in a few minutes, maybe you'll tell us what you're planning to have in your cup in New Orleans. So let's look forward to that. So tell me how you picked this quote and and are you a, a follower of David Meerman Scott? I had uh, the, the pleasure of spending about an hour or two with David uh, about two months ago at a conference, and uh, we actually didn't talk marketing at all. We talked uh, music. He and I mm. have both seen, um, he's probably seen well over a thousand live shows. I've probably seen up around there. So we were comparing for everything from first concerts to favorite Grateful Dead shows and Stone shows, so we, we had a fantastic time. And he happens to know a thing or two about marketing. Yeah, think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's he he did the key, he did one of the keynotes, and he's if you haven't if, if you have a chance to see him, just go do it. He's it's very inspiring, um, straightforward. Uh, it's a, he's a must see, or or just. Google them and, and watch I'll find them online. I'll find them online. Now, tell me, educate and inform instead of interrupt and sell. Does this go along with his new rules? Is this the difference between face-to-face and uh, marketing and PR and online? Or where is the dividing line? I don't think there's a dividing line. I think okay. that, um, this applies no matter what the medium is or when it is. In fact, uh, I'm going to throw another quote at you that I think mm-hmm. is from the 60s from Philip Kotler, who is one of the the godfathers of marketing and advertising. And he said, marketing is not the art of finding clever ways to dispose of what you make. Marketing is the art of creating genuine customer value. It is the art of helping your customer become better off. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what we preach and the work we do with our, with our clients. It's all about having the mindset and the mission, not only as a marketing organization, but in the sales side and the support side of helping your customer. When you do that, Everything else becomes so much easier, and we'll hopefully we'll talk more about that in just a few minutes. We certainly will. Thank you so much, and we are loving your microphone. You were telling me and Aaron, my engineer, you've got a, a what is it, a Sennheiser? Sennheiser Sen- uh, telephone headset microphone setup. It's great. Beautiful, beautiful, very, very good. We might have to start uh, suggesting that. That's that's really great. Very, very clear. We appreciate it. And now let's go around the table. One more stop to Lucy Thorpe, newcomer to Game Changers Radio at InCloud Solutions. And Lucy has done one of my favorite things. She didn't know it was one of my favorites, but she's quoted a song, and this is a really cool one. I don't think Madonna has ever been quoted on Game Changers Radio before. I could be wrong, but it's been thousands of shows in eight years. What can I tell you? This is a quote from the song, and it was a very popular music video of Vogue. Anybody who wants to look up the history of that, just look it up. It was on her second soundtrack album, I'm Breathless, from 1990. And uh, she was inspired by Vogue dancers. There's a dance forum that is replicated in this. The Harlem Houseball community, the origin of the dance forum, and Voguing, and at the second sound factory in New York. Anyway, here's the quote. Everybody listen up. I think it'll be very familiar. Ladies with an attitude, fellows that were in the mood, don't just stand there. Let's get to it. Strike a pose. Vogue. I wish I could sing, Lucy. (laughs) Everybody would just click off the show, so I don't want to scare anybody away. Lucy Thorpe, how are you? Welcome to Game Changers. Hi, Bonnie. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here. Thank you. Lovely, lovely, lovely. I hope you can hear me okay. I'm speaking a little louder for you because I know you're very, very far away. So talk to me about how you picked this quote for our topic today. 
Well, I, I love Madonna, and, and you obviously do as well, Bonnie. And um, oh, yeah. if you're going to do digital marketing today, I think it really helps to have Madonna's attitude um, behind you to bolster you because it, it tells you to just get stuck in, just strike a pose. You know, have a go, use your imagination, and if it doesn't work out, then you just keep on reinventing yourself until it does. Because um, people say to me, how do, I, how do I get started with social media? They're scared. They don't know what to do. And I say, just, just do it, and then do it some more. And if you're not connecting, then do it some more again and bring some authenticity to it and switch it up until you really feel that it's working. It's the experimentation that I think that... Um, I'm really taking from Madonna here. Um, in terms of social media, I don't necessarily think Madonna was the queen because she was a bit early for that. But uh, mm -hmm. look at people like Lady Gaga and Taylor Swift. Look at what they've done with social media. They really built their fan base and made their fans feel as though they were part of something. Um, but at the same time, they were almost like all, uh, marketing to an audience of one because you feel as though you've got that yes. real personal connection with that, with that pop star. Um, and I guess that brings me to the, the David Meerman Scott um, story that you teed up so nicely. And I was so pleased that Rob had chosen David um, for his quote. And um, I'm glad you've met him because I haven't met him. But um, I just remember that many, many years ago when um, the new rules of marketing and PR was just out, I used to be hanging out in, um, in blogs, in the, in the comment section of blogs, um, particularly of David's, because uh, there was so much that I could learn from him back then when I was just starting out in in, in marketing. Um, and, and, and he was one of those people that when you reach out to them, they, they talk to you back, which is fantastic. I don't know if um, he still sounds like a really friendly guy, but back in the day, it seemed that it was really much easier to connect with some of those social media rock stars uh, when Twitter was young and people would speak back to you. And he said to me, Lucy, can you send me your address um, in, in, in the UK because I want to send you a copy of my book. And he sent me a copy of his book free of charge uh, and, and the shipping and everything. And I read it and I was so impressed. I was impressed by the book, but I tell you, I was even more impressed by the fact that, that, that he wanted to reach out to me in that way. And so now, all these years later, I think the book's in the sixth edition. Um, I can pay him back finally and say a big shout out to David Merman Scott. You know, it, 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 you're a great guy. That's a lovely story. Rob, what do you think? Nice? I think if it's you really want nice to, um, if you want to, if you meet him at a conference, if you just start talking about the Grateful Dead, you'll, you'll have a great time. <laughs> he, he loves to talk about the dead. In fact, he wrote a book about what marketers can learn from the Grateful Dead. So oh, was that that's his? One, that's one of the tricks. Yes. Okay. I, I think, didn't you talk about that once on a previous radio show, Rob? I did. I think you did. It's all coming back to me. Thank you very much. Okay. Good around the table. Lucy, thank you. And, and as I say, I love music quotes. I have a, a funny story to tell the three of you. I may have shared this with Lucy on our prep call when we met the other day. I had a, a, a panel last week on a very, very heavy-duty business topic, and one of the guests had sent me a serious business quote, and I repeatedly contacted him and said, could you please send me something a little more inspirational, not about the topic, because that's how we do it on Game Changer 
Rogers Radio, and he was busy and he never responded. So I know the guy well. He's been on many times. So we are one minute before live. And I got him on his one-on-one sound check, and I said to him, I'll just make up his, I'll call him Mark. I said, Mark, do me a favor. I have a quote I'd like to use instead. It's a music quote from the Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones. It's, hey, ho, let's go. It applies to any topic at all. It's so much fun. Everybody knows it from sports games, right? Hey, ho, let's go. I said, would you agree to use it on the fly and just speak to that quote? And he said, sure. And we got on the radio, and it was his turn, and I said, Mark sent me this great quote from the Ramones. And I read the quote, and he came in, and he spoke so beautifully about the quote, about the Ramones, about how he he played their music, and how much he loved them, and what it means, and it was great. So I want to thank the three of you for not making me go through all that. I appreciate it very much. So, uh, sidebar aside, let's go around the table and find out a little bit more. We already know our panelists quite well, but let's do a little deeper dive into up close and personal gl hendrix chirp pr three questions yeah. where are you calling from today what's your favorite drink that pow- powers you and tell us what you do at chirp pr please go ahead i am calling from atlanta georgia i'm back down in the south again after many years of being away um, what's in my cup and what will always be in my cup is a booker's bourbon which is a bourbon drink um, made with Booker's bourbon, water, and an orange wedge, not an orange slice. Um, the reason is it's designed to be sipped. Um, my grandfather introduced me to this drink when I was legal age, of course, not of before. Course. Uh, but what, what, he, what he taught me, he was a small business owner. He had a grocery store in Birmingham, Alabama, and he always taught me about relationships. And he said that this drink, very tasteful, by the way, and tasty, by the way, excuse me, if you like bourbon, I highly suggest you you get some and try it. But he taught me about relationships, and he always said, "Doesn't matter what you sell, doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter what happens. If you have a good relationship with your customers, mm-hmm. you can get through anything." And the same thing with your employees. And what I love about this drink and why I use it all the time with my team and my clients is it's a drink meant to be sipped. And if you're naturally, if you're sipping a drink. You're going to be talking, and you're going to get to learn and share with the folks you're around. And that's really what business is about. And I always take it back you know, to, to, to my grandpa and that quote about, about building relationships. Um, and it's what I do at CHIRP. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a senior marketing consultant for CHIRP. I've been doing this for way too many years to mention on the phone um, with, with, with clients all over the world. And what I love about today's business realities and the landscape and all the quotes that, 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 that Lucy and Rob and Bonnie, you shared, mm-hmm. all the back to being of service to your clients, being a partner to your clients, yeah. changing as you need to change. Because, look, we were joking with a client. Yeah, I was joking with a client yesterday about Foursquare. Does everybody remember Foursquare? Mm-hmm. And that was, the biggest, that was the biggest, hottest thing to ever come down the pike, and now no one knows about it. It's completely changed. So that, 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 that's what my cup, I, I, I build marketing programs. I love connecting individuals to brands, um, and that's where I am. Well, thank you very much. Very, very interesting. And I want to thank you for you and I had a little bit of a a noodling session last week when we met and I was asking you for some marketing advice in the B2B world about marketing myself. Right. And you were very generous and kind with your advice about getting out there and the branding and making sure I do something every day, especially on Twitter. And and I really appreciate it. So I'm saying thank you to you, GL. And you want to tell anybody what? 
you want to tell anybody what GL stands for, or should we just stick with GL? Uh, you know what? If you can't tell by my accent, I have a, I'm from the South, and I have a lovely double, double name, Gregory Lee. Um, okay. That's what my family calls me, but when I moved to the North, my team was like, no, it's going to work. We're calling you GL, and I got stuck with it, and I love it because it's different. It's very different, and I was telling you that I never go anywhere without the D. Aaron was giving me a hard time, my engineer, when I said, Bonnie, with the D when I opened the show, and he said, if you put that on your cup at a well-known coffee uh, barista company, they'll probably call you, well, what did he say? They'll they'll call me Donnie. If they put a D, they'll call me Donnie instead of Bonnie. I said, probably no, we're not so. going to not going to go there. Thank you very much, GL. Rob Levin, who uses his half of his real name. I assume it's Robert in there. Rob Levin. It's Speak SMB, RSL Media. Rob, welcome back. Tell us, where are you today? What do you love to drink that powers you, makes you feel so up to the challenge of B2B and SMB marketing? And what's new with you at your company? So uh, I'm in New York. I'm in Manhattan near Penn Station uh, in my office. And um, I don't know if this is what powers me, but from a, from a libation standpoint, these days I've really been digging the High West Campfire. It's uh, made out of Park City. I was just out there skiing, and I stopped by their, their restaurant, which is in, uh, I guess it's downtown Park City. And the campfire is a blend between bourbon, rye, and there's a little bit of, uh, of uh, straight whiskey in there as well. And it, I, it really, on paper, when I heard about it, I thought, this can't work. And it should, but it really does. It's a, it's a, fantastic, uh, it's a fantastic whiskey. What's the name again? Give it to me. I want to look it up. What's it called? High West is the distillery, and the expression is uh, campfire. They're also known for their rise and uh, bourbon well, here it is. as well. Well, it's, it's not inexpensive. I know that. It's High West is one word. High West Campfire Whiskey, Total Wine and more. We have a Total Wine here near me. Uh, it's talked about on the Whiskey Advocate. It's talked about on the Master of Malt, M-A-L-T dot com. WhiskeyWash.com, High West Campfire Review. Uh, and let's see what it says. High West dot com products, High West Whiskey. It's a pretty bottle. My, uh, my link is here we go. High West is the world's finest yes i'm over 21 thank you for asking high west campfire is the world i love that world's finest blend of scotch bourbon and rye whiskeys a very unusual distinctive yet delicious whiskey best enjoy oh i love this rob best enjoyed with old friends and good-looking strangers <laughs> gl i think you can appreciate that too and lucy lucy it. too get old friends and good-looking str- i've never seen that somebody very sassy wrote this sip straighter with a little water campfire also puts a unique twist on classic cocktails and it says it's best enjoyed around a blazing campfire to warm up wind down your day share stories and deepen friendships and then there's a story a back label story i'm not going to go into anybody wants to enjoy the story go to highwest.com products and you will see about campfire thank you rob that was delicious i mean delightful thank you very much (laughs) now let's go around to rob uh, anything else you want to tell us about what's happening with you or with your company are you all good I think I'm all good. I told you I'm going to Jazz Fest. I, I will tell yes. you, that company-wise, we're we're having a lot of discussions now with clients and prospective clients about being cus- more customer-centric, which which really ties into uh, I think what a lot of what we'll talk about today. 
Okay, thank you very much. And now let's talk to our other newcomer today, Lucy Thorpe, somewhere in the UK. So, Lucy, we'd love to know where you are. Where did we reach you? What's your favorite drink that powers you or just puts that wonderful smile on your face? I'm looking at your PR picture. Great smile. Everybody's smiling in their pictures, which I appreciate. And, Lucy, what do you do at InCloud Solutions? Lucy Thorpe, go ahead. Okay, yeah, so um, I, I, um, I live in a little town called uh, Maidenhead, which nobody will have heard of, but it's quite near a place called Windsor, which is where the Queen has her castle, Windsor Castle, mm. which is where the, the royal wedding was, um, well, it's about a year ago now, but um, yeah, so I'm in the little town next door to the really nice town where the castle is, <laughs> but <laughs> all you need to know is it's just outside of London, and everyone knows where London is in, in the UK. And um, the drink that powers me, well, it, it's, it's like after five in the afternoon now, so I'm, I may be between teas and coffees and, and bourbons, but um, I like to start the day uh, in a very English style with a cup of tea, and uh, my, my very lovely husband of 20 years always brings me a cup of tea um, in the mornings, which is very, very kind of him, and... Um, it's not a fancy tea. I know sometimes you guys think of uh, like an infusion or a herbal tea or like a green tea, but this is what we call builder's tea. And I don't know if you have builder's tea in America, but, but, but it I basically means it's the so. type of tea that if you had a guy who'd come round to paint your hallway or do your electrics and you said to him, would you like a cup of tea? And he said yes, because they always say yes. This is what you would give them. You would give them the builder's tea. You put, a, you put a tea bag in a cup and you pour boiling water on and then you put milk in. And if you are a builder, you then have three sugars. But uh, I don't, I'm not that unhealthy. I don't have any sugars. But uh, I have a cup of builder's tea and that sets me up for the day in a very English way, I think. Uh, I don't know if you think that's a stereotype. Lucy, I have to tell you, I, I Googled it and it actually has a Wikipedia entry. Builder's tea, known as Builder's Brew, is a British-English colloquial term for a strong cup of tea. Takes its name from the inexpensive tea commonly drunk by laborers taking a break. It's brewed in a mug as opposed to loose tea leaves in a pot. With a small amount of milk added either after stirring the tea or leave it to stand and a few sugar is added sometimes too as well. And there's a picture of it and there's a uh, note that a 2013 article in the Daily Express noted that construction workers are actually drinking less builder's tea than ever before preferring to drink cappuccinos and lattes as well as soft drinks. So it looks like you're holding on to a, a previous tradition there, Lucy Thorpe. We're very glad that you're holding up the, the, the end of the bargain on Builder's Tea. <laughs> Thank you for the charming story. Tell us what you do. Okay, well, I'm, I'm a marketer and uh, a content creator with InCloud Solutions, which is a tech company. So that means that uh, when we need some wonderful content to connect with our prospects, it's me um, that they turn to and they say, what have you got, Lucy? And uh, if I don't have it, it's like, how soon can you create it? And uh, how, just how much imagination can I put into making it into a, a blog post or a definitive guide or um, maybe even experiment with some audio that I'm doing at the moment? Because um, I, I used to be in radio, Bonnie, so um, I've got a lot in common with you with this ah. space between um, radio and marketing and, and journalism. I used to work for BBC Radio in London back in the day, and uh, I, I would do news reading and reporting and producing shows. I, 
I was one of those people behind the glass, and I'm sure you, you have some of those with you uh, right now. Uh-huh. And, uh, it, 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 it's not that different, you know, um, journalism from marketing, because it, it's all about communication. It's all about connecting, and it's about storytelling. So I bring some of those old-school um, techniques to what we do today, which, of course, is, is, is very different. It's a, a new kind of marketing uh, based on, on being sort of digital, being on inbound, um, uh, being on helping people, really, and, and, and connecting and, and, um, and empathizing. So uh, new, new school, old school, uh, I do a bit of both, but I like to think of myself as a, a digital-first uh, kind of girl. Thank you very much. I appreciate that very much. Lucy, I love the story about Builder's Tea. We're always looking for interesting, unusual drink stories, just as a, just as an icebreaker, just to get to know all of you, because what Game Changers Radio is, is a conversation among real people. Yes, we talk about serious business topics, but we want you all to be who you are, and I appreciate that, GL, Rob, and Lucy. I am here in Durham, North Carolina. It's a beautiful day. We have another one of our 30 or 40 degree temperature spreads today. I think we started out in the low 50s, and we're going to get up to almost 90 today. I feel badly for my plants, my little flowers I planted in the front yard. They're screaming, Mommy, Mommy, more water, please, but don't drown me. I don't know if today's my day to water. That's the thing. We have regulated regulated watering days here in my community. But I'm not allowed to have caffeine on radio show days. Rob Levin probably remembers that from his last time on radio with me a few weeks ago. All I'm allowed to have is water. No caffeine, GL. No caffeine, Lucy. Not for me. So, uh, And I have another radio show immediately after this one. So all I'm having is cool, clear water and a cool, clear mug. Looking out of my office window, my home studio window at this lovely garden with the flowers that are not yet crying for water, but I'll share mine with them. You're listening to our new series called Change in the Game and Revenue Growth. And many of you may remember that we had a series for many years sponsored by Lorraine Maurice at SAP. The show was called Think Big, Work Small. Well, this is an extension, but she's focusing the title of the series on revenue growth rather than just the concept of SMB, which is uh, what Rob Levin specializes in, small to mid-sized business. So whatever you're doing, we're going to take a 90-second break. That's all we've got. We'll come right back with a lot more. My special guests are GL Henry at Chirp PR, forgive me, Rob Levin at Speak SMB, and Lucy Thorpe at InCloud Solutions. So don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. I promise we'll be right back and follow me on Twitter at hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Aaron out. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Studies have shown that buyers in today's digital economy are spending more time online than ever before, discovering and researching products and services. As a result, it is critical for businesses like yours to learn how to locate and engage with prospects and customers in this digital space. Changing the Game in Revenue Growth explores the impact of the changing digital economy on small to medium-sized businesses. We'll define the challenges SMEs face to proactively connect with buyers on their digital journey and share proven strategies to put into action to be successful. Tune in to hear the experiences and insights of top sales and marketing thought leaders and practitioners as they discuss how the digital economy is reshaping the SME business world. Think big, work small. Presented by SAP on the Business Channel. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Changing the Game in Revenue Growth, presented by SAP. You're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Changing the Game in Revenue Growth. Yes, indeed, we certainly are. And we're focusing today on the new modern B2B marketing plan. And the implication is that you have a new B2B modern buyer and their journey has changed. So that's what we're talking about today with G.L. Hendricks at Chirp PR, Rob Levin at Speak SMB and RSL Media, and Lucy Thorpe at In Cloud Solutions. And I'm still Bonnie D. Graham. We're going to do a dive into our roundtable formal part of the show. And G.L. Hendricks sent me the following in his notes before the show. Let me just introduce the topic and then he'll run with it and we'll go around the table. So GL told me the B2B customer journey is no longer linear and it's estimated that 90% of the new customer's journey has happened online before they reach out to or elect to talk to a sales team. They rely on digital resources, you know, websites, blogs, videos, social media, and they use their mobile phones to get information. GL, take us through this, please. Uh, yeah, look, I think, I think today's reality is one that for business owners, whether you're large or small, is really connecting and catching up with the technology, right? And the fact that we tweet, and most people don't even like to talk on the phone anymore, that they tweet or they text or they post something on Instagram has really changed how companies have to focus. Because as we were talking about earlier in the, you know, in the conversation, it's all about that connection. It's all about that relationship. It's all about how you build something and be relevant and personal and customizable with your client. And I think that what I love and the beauty of media and today's new customer buying cycle is they could have a problem at 2 a.m. in the morning and they can find you and the content that you as a business owner or a B2B business owner have to present is, is to talk about yourself but also offer solutions. So they're connected and engaged with you. And it's all about finding your voice and putting the right content, whether it's infographics, whether it's video, whether it's a simple tweet. You know, we at Chirp, we like to tell our clients to, to show your personality as well. So mm-hmm. everything you put out doesn't necessarily need to be about your company. It can be about yourself that relates to the company. And I think that's what I love about where we're at. And it's no longer linear. I have a need. I need a solution. I'm going to pick a company to help with that solution, and then we're going to move forward. Now it's typical, and they could have a different and they could have a different need every day. And if you're putting out the right content, if your presence on the digital world wide web, as I like to joke about it, it's there and in social media, you're going to find those customers and be able to engage with them. Thank you very much. Great intro to this part of our conversation. Rob Levin, chime in, please. Agree or disagree with the, with the sources, the resources, the preferences of these new B2B customers? What's your thought? Yeah, I, I agree, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll add to it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think we're, I think, and I think most marketers are starting to, or even gone a little, pa- little bit beyond starting to understand that that it's about helping the customer 
uh, with content. But I, I think if you look at the earlier stages of the buying journey, what's really interesting is the buyers, particularly SMB buyers, which is we help big companies market to small businesses, so that's, that's our expertise, mm-hmm. that, that these buyers are actually not even buying yet. They're dealing with disruption just like we as marketers are, but they're dealing with it in all facets of their companies. So what this means is that they're actually looking for ideas and solutions. And this is the opportunity for brands to engage with these quote-unquote buyers before they're even buying, which is really where they want to be as opposed to 60, 70, 80, 90% through their buying journey. If you can engage them early, what's going to happen? Number one, you're going to be building trust because you're giving them ideas, right? You're going to be actually, if you do it the right way, and there's a methodology that we use for this, you're going to be generating demand for your, for your products and services. Uh, a, a good uh, example, and by the way, you're going to also be accelerating them through the buying journey because you're going to be re, re, removing FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Uh, a great example of a company that's, that's been doing this for a number of years is HubSpot, right? They, they saw the, 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 the change in the, in the landscape and how inbound marketing is going to be more important. And they, if you look at their website, there are thousands of content assets, certifications, all sorts of education uh, around inbound marketing. And with that, they've become a leader in the, um, in the, in the, marketing, uh, in the marketing technology space. Thank you very much. Good, good example. I love the, the FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Remove that. Is, is that part of meeting them where they are, Rob, of going to the places where they are, being in the, on the websites where they are, the social media platforms? Just, uh, just a little bit more from you before I bring Lucy in. What's your thought? Yeah. It's about, it's about meeting them where they are. Um, it, let's, uh, so, for example, social media. Um, hopefully bringing them back to your place right, which is your website, with content that's there to help them, that is there to help them reduce their fear and uncertainty. Imagine a small business owner looking into marketing automation. This is a really big undertaking, not because it's a lot of money, but because the amount of time that you need to set this up is, is a really big investment. And if you can remove that fear and uncertainty and doubt with case stories, with how to's, all of a sudden, you're, you're really on your way to making your next sale and to have a, a, a customer that's going to be around for a long time. Thank you very much. Lucy Thorpe, join us. Agree or disagree? We've got some interesting points of view here on the table. What's your thought? Yeah, I agree that HubSpot is a, a really good example of, of a company that um, creates um, content that you really want. It's not just something that they think you ought to want. You, you, you want it, and um, they're very good at, um, at, at pulling you in. And they do things like um, nurture sequences of emails where they really keep uh, people who have shown an interest um, they, they, they sort of keep them warm and, 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 and interested as, as they take them through that sequence. And I think, um, I mean, I've experienced that as a customer uh, or a potential customer of theirs, but also learned from them as, 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 as a marketer that, that you can do that. You can use those automated nurture sequences. And also, I mean, there's other stuff they do, like their podcast is excellent. Um, and um, they came up with the whole idea, I, th- I think it was them, of the, of, of, the, of the death of the funnel. They don't like the idea of the funnel anymore. It's, it's, a, mm. it's a flywheel. It's something that, that keeps spinning and keeps sort of like throwing content into it and, and, um, and, and keeps sort of serving uh, your prospect until they're ready to buy. And so I think that was a, a really great example. 
Thank you very much. GL, anything you want to wrap up on this one before we move along? I'm looking at uh, Rob's statements that he sent me before the show. GL, anything you want to add? No, I, just, I, love, I love the the, the the concept of personalization. So you're giving a, you know, bringing content that's always going to engage them, whether they're ready to buy or have already bought. I think that's key. Thank you very much. Let's let's talk a little bit about the social media platforms, Rob Levin. I'm looking at your notes here, and you say social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram might be very consumer-focused, but your B2B buyers are there. This is where they consume information. So let's talk, Rob, about how do you mix your your the consumer persona of these business buyers with what they need as a business buyer? How do you know what to put on Facebook? And the question I like to ask of, of our social media gurus on some of these shows, Rob, is do you need separate accounts, one so that you're presenting yourself as a business on Facebook, or can you be that same person who does it all? What's your thought? And then we'll go around and see what Lucy and GL have to say. Rob? Yeah, well, there were there were some uh, good people we, we heard some good things earlier about, about social, um, and I think what's, what is important for people to think about is that you, and, and we heard earlier also that you need to kind of have your personality involved, uh, and that, by the way, that could be the brand personality too, but it also means that having individuals from your company, big or small, uh, participate in, uh, in social with, with company material. And then look, people are going to decide whether or not they want to follow and like and and, and they'll do all of that. But make no mistake that they're not, you know, particularly in the B2B world, they're not just on LinkedIn. As, as individuals, they're mm-hmm. on uh, social media, too. The important thing here is, is what you're pushing through on those channels, right? It, and mm-hmm. it, it's coming from your content, whether it's content that's just for social or more likely content that you might be putting on your website or elsewhere, and then you're promoting on social. And when it comes to B2B content or, or content that you're using – um, to promote your business, what, what people have to realize is there's so much content out there that if your content is not changing the point of view, whether it's on social, promoted through social or on your website, if it's not changing the point of view of the reader, it is not going to help you achieve your marketing goals. There's too much content out there and people want ideas. They want to learn something new or they want validation of something and in, in maybe in a different way. And if you're not changing the point of view uh, with your content, your content's not going to perform in, in, uh, in social or, or on your site or, or anywhere for that matter. It's really important that you are changing the point of view of the reader. And to do that, it's, you need real, true expertise. You can't be telling somebody something that they already know. Thank you. Interesting. Lucy Thorpe, chime in. Agree or disagree with Rob Levin? Well, I'd, I'd like to maybe dive in with, um, with the sort of second half of what this point was, which was mm-hmm. um, that, that, that you should be on these platforms. I, I, I think that you, you don't have to be on all of them. And um, so we don't do Instagram, for instance. Um, I think mm-hmm. big tech companies, really, really big tech companies can do Instagram well, but, but we're small and we have to um, marshal our forces and put our content where we think it's going to do best. And so I've taken a decision that we're not going to do Instagram just now, not at the moment, because not enough of our buyers are there. And we, we don't do super well on Facebook either, um, although we do do some advertising with them. So hmm. because, um, you know, we're, we're a small company and a lot of the time it's, it's me and I've got to put my content where I think it's going to do best. 
So I concentrate on LinkedIn and I do stuff on Twitter, but I'm not afraid, I don't think, to say, okay, we don't do, we don't do that. I don't know if that's controversial. <laughs> what do you think? I want to go around the table and find out. Uh, let's move around to GL Hendricks at uh, Trip PR. GL, uh, what do you think about Lucy's question? Yeah, How would I you answer it? I think it's spot on. I don't. I don't think that it is controversial at all. And and one of the things that we always do from the beginning is build personas for our clients, and not demographics because it's different, right? And and what Rob had said about finding the right content that educates, engages, or validates is really smart. And what we look at when we're building personas, we need to find where they are, what media they consume, and how they like to be spoken to, whether it's visual whether it's in white papers, and I think that's the challenge that's super exciting and, and a great opportunity for B2B companies at the moment to get cut through the jargon, cut through all the, all, all the things that turn people off and educate their consumers where they are, when they want it, and they may not, they may not even know they need it at the time, but you're educating and showing them. And the last thing, Bonnie, is what you and I talked about last week is entertaining them. Sometimes your consumers just need to laugh. So it's finding that right mix, but where they are to touch them, to reach them, and to engage with them at that moment. Thank you. Very interesting. I love the idea of entertainment. I think that's what we mix in here on Game Changers Radio. RSL, Rob Levin, join us. What do you think? Well, uh, I want to just expand on that, um, what we talked about a little bit earlier in terms of the content that's got to change the point of view. And uh, at the same time, you've got to remember that if you, can, if you can incorporate emotional elements in your content, uh, mm-hmm. particularly content that you're going to use on social media, you're going, to, you're going to definitely have a lot more success. And the reason is, is that people um, are primarily emotional creatures, right? We, we buy emotionally and then we rationalize uh, intellectually. And uh, a really easy way to do this is through talking about your customers. This is a really big opportunity that I don't see enough companies taking advantage of. Now, it is a challenge sometimes for companies, uh, particularly large companies, to find customers that they're going to feature in their content. But whether you're, whether you're, you're featuring your, your customers in a way where they're talking about the success that they've had with your product and setting up the story behind it, or you're just talking about something that your customers do, this is such an amazing way to market um, particularly if you're marketing to small businesses, as I know a lot of people who are listening uh, are because it's such a big market. Uh, and the reason is, is that people love to hear from their peers. And uh, whenever we do this, it could be in the form of roundups where we're getting uh, different people for small bite-sized pieces of content, putting it all in one wrapper, uh, or a more in-depth customer story. It's always among the most successful content for our clients and it gets that engagement uh, either at the beginning of the buying process or it could be used at the end of the buying process when people are trying to figure out, hey, do I really want to, am I ready to make a decision here? Well, if they see other people doing it, particularly ones like them, they're more likely to be convinced. And this is a great way for companies to uh, have content that really engages, gets people through the buying journey, and also fuels your social media because then it Thank becomes viral. Thank you. Oh, well, we got the, been featured. got the viral information in there. We haven't heard that word for a while. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go around. Rob, anything you want to add to that? That was your topic. You good? I'm good. 
You good? Okay. Lucy, I have a couple of key words I'm picking up. We only have a couple of minutes till we go to our predictions round, but uh, you mentioned a couple of words that I'd just like you to speak about briefly. Empathy. You say empathy is the number one quality you need today in marketing. Put yourself in the shoes of your customers and imagine what they need or want. Like a bartender, you need to listen to what they have to say, just being there for them to hear their point of pain, whether on social media or in person at, at an exhibition. Uh, so, Lucy, let's talk about that and, and let's blend in storytelling because you mentioned that you learned that in your years of journalism. So empathy and storytelling, do those go together, Lucy? <clears throat> sure, absolutely. I mean, empathy is the big one. It's, it's the starting point for everything. You, you listen, you empathize, you understand, and at that point you can help. So um, this is how it works for me. I have a colleague called Michael, and my mantra is, how can I help Michael? Because Michael sits next to me, and he's on the phone. He's talking to people and he's listening to what their pain points are, and I can hear him talking to them, and he's so good at it, and he comes off the phone, and I say, how can I help you, Michael? Because that's what I want to do. He, he knows what the pain point is now, so I can then say, look, I've got this piece of content, or I could go away and write this blog, and I think we could then send it to this person, to our audience of one, um, you know, our marketing sector of one, which is really going to... Um, to, to help them progress um, with their decision-making. And, and, and that's all come from the starting point of, of, of empathy. And what we might send them at that point is a story, a story of somebody like them who has overcome a problem that they've overcome. And mm-hmm. um, so we can send them a, a case study. You know, um, we, we can get that empathy going. We can say, well, you're just like this, this guy that we work with. And, and, and do you know what? You know, he, he got this uh, this thing at the end of the day, and it, and it all worked out fine. So <laughs> that's how the storytelling dovetails in with the empathy, and I, I think that's, that's so important. Very much. We, we just have a second to go around. GL, do you agree or disagree with the empathy? I, and then, Rob, and then, GL, I'm coming back to you for a pr- pr- prediction. But what do you think about empathy? Yeah, look, I think empathy is key, and, and, and something Lucy said about pain point is it, so spot on right now with where customers are and, and clients and, and, and companies need to be with their clients, answer their pain point, be empathetic about where they are, and use what you have, such as cloud-based marketing, to be relevant, expand your reach as quickly as you can. Thank you very much. Rob Levin, agree? What do you think about empathy? Agree? I, I, well, I think empathy is, is critical. I think where, where a lot of uh, companies struggle is that they uh, is now they're hiring their internal content teams. Is that in some cases these these internal uh, writers or or external writers don't really know the audience. There there might be great mm. writers. They might be able to follow a strategy. They might be able to incorporate the SEO keywords, but they're not. They don't know the audience well, and it becomes obvious to those who really do know the audience. And that's that's critical. That it's important that whoever's creating your content really understands the audience so that they can have that empathy. It'll come through in the writing. Thank you very much. GL, I've got 60 seconds. That's it for your predictions. You're up first. Crystal ball time on the show. GL, let's look forward to between now and 2025, what will change about the new modern B2B marketing plan or the buyer, same thing. Go ahead, GL, you're up. Yeah, look, I I, I think the relationship aspect of of B2B customer lifecycle is going to drive change and how and when companies connect in what context. Because as our customers and as B2B customers get stronger and smarter, they're going to not only expect personalization, they're going to they're expect customization that answers to their needs that they may not know about, 
that they may know about, but it's real, companies are really going to need to be smart, quick, effective, and personal with all of their customers and the content they put out. Thank you very much. Brief and to the point. Appreciated. Rob Levin, Speak SMB. Go ahead. 60 seconds. What do you have to see going forward? The companies, particularly in the B2B space, but even in B2C, the companies that build an audience and build a community are those companies that are going to thrive going forward. It's getting so hard to get messages out through advertising, through email, through social. It's so hard to be seen these days that you have to build an audience of people who want to hear from you because you, you're helping them and you're consistently helping them. And when you have that audience and people want to hear from you, marketing to them and selling to them just becomes a hell of a lot easier. Thank you very much, Lucy Thorpe. I saved, actually, you can have 90 seconds, Lucy, because they were so brief and to the point. Go ahead, Lucy. What do you have to say in the question? Go um, ahead. Maybe I'll just bring in a literary quote here. Only connect. Um, That's from E.M. Forster in the book Howard's End. Uh, Connect, connect, connect. We, 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 We must strive and continue to strive to connect with our audience. But um, in the meantime, I'd like some more help from technology to help us do that. So let's sort of grab at whatever we can in terms of the technology that's coming down the line, whether it's uh, really intelligent, useful chatbots that's going to, you know, help take um, some of the weight off our shoulders to talk to some of our um, incoming um, prospects, voice-activated technology. I mean, I know it's already here, but um, it's going to get more more sophisticated and um, I'll take a piece of anything that's going to make life easier, I think. Oh, very interesting. I have a quick bonus round question for all of you, and I've got 60 seconds to consume with all three of you. So starting with Jail Hendricks at Chirp PR, do you think we'll stop saying the new modern B2B buyer in the next uh, in the next year? Will, will we have another word for that, and what will it be? Quickly, what do you see? I don't think we're going to say it, stop saying it because I think it's going to continue to change. Onward and oh. upward the next several years. Rob Levin, what do you think? Will we still be calling them the new modern B2B buyer or something else, or just the buyer? It's, it's just the buyer. The question is, is how the market area is going to change. Oh, very good. Lucy Thorpe, what do you think? Is it going to be the, the Thorpe uh, process instead of the marketing plan for the B2B buyer? What do you think? Let's call it person-to-person or one-to-one Let's think of our audience of one, just like you do when you're on the radio, Bonnie, and you think of all those people out there listening to you, and and instead of getting freaked out, you think, hey, I'm just talking to one person, and um, that's the way they always used to tell me to do it when I was doing radio, and um, so maybe that's a good way to do B2B as well. Thank you. I like that a lot. And it's time for us. 30 seconds. Okay. I want to thank the three of you and thank Lorraine Maurice at SAP for Lorraine. Outdid yourself on picking a wonderful panel. I appreciate all the brain power we just had and all the insights we just shared. I'm Bonnie D. Graham and here. Ed, shout out, of course, to Aaron Keller, our engineer extraordinaire at the Business Channel on World Talk Radio. Now, here's my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today, just like G.L. Hendricks at Chirp PR just like Rob Levin at RSL Media and Speak SMB and just like Lucy Thorpe at In Cloud Solutions. Have a great day and have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Changing the Game and Revenue Growth presented by SAP, the best run SAP. To keep the conversation going, Tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. 
Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.